Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing today? I'm just every day coping with the fact that I'm probably going to be bald. So Yes. Well, for we don't want to spoil it now. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast. But, or maybe not the end, maybe the middle. I don't know. Um, it is 28-24. I lead. Yeah, I, I have to win out. Colin needs to go 5-0 and this week in order to uh, secure... Uh, the win. Uh, is it possible? Yes. Has it ever happened? No. Nobody's ever gone five and zero in Pickham before. Colin will be looking to be the first. Let's see if you man. Can do it. If you lost on that, that would just be an absolute brutal hit to the ego. I'm not even worried. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be worried. Either. I don't think you have it in the tank. I don't think it's it's so hard. Now, if I did, you would have earned it. I would have. It would have been earned. Yeah. yeah. You would have earned it. So, um. But let's talk North Texas versus UAB first. Um, this is a game between two four and seven teams, two mm-hmm. teams that have I don't want to say underachieved because I think the standards, the expectations were fairly modest for both teams coming in. Trent Dilfer takes over at UAB. He comes in. He's very. He's got the you know the bravado. Got the I don't want to call it arrogance, but he very much came in saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this, 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 and this," and for UAB, and he is taking over. You know, a program that under Bill Clark was routinely in the com- in the Conference USA title contention, you know, was very, very reliable, uh, had an identity, all that stuff. He takes over and it's only year one, you know, maybe he does great there. Who knows? But uh, four and seven overall, three and four in conference play. So more conference wins than, than North Texas. But I think. Looking at this schedule for UAB, and I, I I watched a couple of UAB games. Um, I think that the it was the Memphis one. I watched the first half of that, and they were tied at twenty one, and then they lose forty five to twenty one. But my main thing with UAB is it feels like what North Texas, where North Texas was at with Seth Luttrell, in the sense that they're beating the teams that they should beat, and then the games that they lose are all by fourteen twenty one. 28 12 yeah. 21 24 like they got blo- i mean navy blew them out by 25 like yeah, all the losses are blowouts <laughs> yeah so that's where i'm like okay i've seen this before you're beating the teams you're supposed to beat temple and you know nice win against fau and usf but like the rest of the games you're getting your doors kicked in so you know is that the sign of maybe a shade you know first year coach and whatnot sure but uh, from north texas perspective North Texas at home. This game's at one o'clock on Saturday. Um, I think North Texas is favored right now, and I think North Texas deserves to be favored. I think North Texas comes into this game in my mind as as the favorite. What are your overall thoughts? Yeah, I can I completely agree. I think UAB UAB's conference record and them having the same record as North Texas is not indicative of how each of these teams have performed thus far this season. Um, UAB, I think, has I feel like is underperforming. I, mean, I feel like on Twitter, and I could be wrong on this. I've seen people complain about. Uh, them whereas North Texas I feel like you know you have you have a lot of potential here so um, my overall thoughts are that I think North Texas is the better team here UAB lost to I want to I mean some of the bad losses Georgia Southern isn't a bad team but you know to lose to Georgia to allow 49 points to Georgia Southern and lose that game is bad Louisiana has not been great this year to lose to Louisiana 21-41 early in the season it's not good um, and then the Navy loss is the real jarring one because we Navy we know how tough it can be to beat Navy and on the road, but 
six to thirty one. Like yeah. <laughs> not even competitive yeah. in that game. Yeah. Now the win over Temple last week, you know, give them some credit. Uh, Warner was back for Temple, so it was at least a competent Temple team. But we know that they're a very average, um, if below average team in in the Americans. So I come into this game saying, all right, UAB still has uh, Jermaine Brown, uh, who continues a long line of successful running backs at UAB. I mean, we go back. Uh, basically, since they got reincarnated in 2017, they've had good <laughs> running backs. Yeah, uh, Spencer Brown last year. This now is Jermaine Brown, who's been consistent for them. So they have a bit of a running game. Jacob Zeno, I know he's from San Antonio, uh, was at Baylor, transfers to UAB. Um, kind of just is what it is at quarterback. Um, and offensively, they don't really have any dynamic playmakers uh, besides Brown. So mm-hmm. it is concerning, right? If we, if we say UAB, like if this was UAB of the past five, six years, I would have been like, okay, North Texas has no shot because they're not stopping the run. Right. Uh, Brown is averaging less than five yards per temp, uh, per carry this year. So he's not as, um, you know, he's not as consistent or maybe the offensive line is not as consistent. But still against Temple, he rushed for 153 yards on 20 carries um, with a touchdown. So very much a good running attack. Um, is that kind of the main concern going into this one is North Texas – defense stopping the run yeah i mean but i think that's a concern every game yeah so i mean at this point it's just a thing that has to happen every game what i do want to see more so than the run is is north texas's uh offensive line doing a bit better to protect chandler rogers i think that's going to be more of a decider and and how the game uh ends up playing out than than the run um just because every team has gotten the run and they've just kind of dealt with it yeah i'm looking up um I think an interesting stat for a lot of teams is uh, tackles for loss. Let's see. Where Against the Temple, they had two sacks and three tackles for a loss. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking up where they rank in the country. Oh, in the country, okay. Um, yeah, their defense is a far cry from where it was, dude. Remember, right. remember, uh, M- Milano, the big DT that they had. That yeah sacked mason fine like endlessly and that in his last game of his career (laughs) um yeah uab now ranks 126 in the country in tackles for loss only 3.8 per game so the hope um north texas is just above that 4.2 tackles for loss per game so we're looking at two two defenses they don't get in the backfield they don't really create havoc uh we already knew that about north texas but uab in a similar vein this is not like i said this is not a bill clark team this is right. not a team that is going to disrupt you up front that is really able to to dominate you. And so the hope is, like you said, North Texas offensive line doesn't get, you know, holding penalties, doesn't uh, have blown assignments here to where Rodgers has time. Because we've seen consistently if Rodgers has time, this offense is borderline unstoppable in the American. Yeah, right? it's a done deal. Yeah, it's like the lo- like the struggles have come when they weren't able to block UTSA. They weren't able to block SMU. Like, that's when Rodgers maybe misses a throw or two that he always makes. Um, but, I mean, I, I even Navy, obviously. Navy had eight sacks against North Texas. So if as long as you're not allowing five, six sacks or yeah. you're not allowing constant pressure, Chandler Rodgers will win you the game. Exactly. It's, it's just taking care of him. That's the main goal. I, I think that's a, that's a good point. The hope is, you know, UAB's front is not as potent as we've become used to uh, – UAB's front being, um, I guess. What do you uh, what do you want to see? Like, is is offensively? Is it just outside of Rogers? 
do you have more faith in the running game or the receivers making plays? Because the receivers are coming off of a shaky performance. Yeah, the receivers the last few games have been, I mean, you had that fumble a couple weeks ago. You've had yeah. a, another a drop in the end zone a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, the receivers recently have been a little rough. Um, I think that it's hard. I don't think that's the mean. I think that's the receivers are better than that. I mean, especially Jamari Macklin. I don't think he drops a touchdown pass like that in the end zone again. Um, so... I think that they'll be fine. I do think the running backs, though, are on another level. I think we, they finally they've been they've been really good all year. But I think especially these last couple games, we've seen Attaway really kind of step out and 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 be just yeah. as good, if not more effective than a day. And unfortunately, it came, you know, in the last three or four games of the season. But um, I really like that. Uh, Oscar has been really great. And I think going this last game, there's although they're not playing for a bowl game, they have a lot of motivation to continue this thing into next year. I mean, when you think about it, this is the this is the only bowl game they haven't really been playing for since what twenty sixteen Army. Well, set no, they made all but one. I guess it was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think all of these guys want to prove something that they're better than 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 what the record suggests. So, I think that the running backs and the receivers are both going to be perfectly perfectly fine. I think there's a lot of motivation to to keep them from from you know not. Uh, being yeah. uh you know what i'm saying Flat. complacent there we go yeah. i have a couple questions we'll get to the in a question uh, in a minute but like iowa day has 885 yards 125 carries 7.1 yards per yeah carry i think i saw a stat that he is uh for his career the the most rushing uh yards per rush in north texas history like he is it's incredible because he was a like a former, what was it, Division Three or JUCO guy? Division Two. Then I, I thought he he walked on in North Texas, and I think he just we he we deserve he deserves like all the praise right now. Comes in as a freshman, and I remember saying like, all right, this guy is cool, but you know Oscar Attaway is here, and all these guys are here, right. and he's just continued to produce. Yeah, last year seven point two yards per carry on twelve um, in twelve games on one hundred twelve attempts. This year, seven point one on one hundred twenty-five attempts, and like, sure, if you want to dock him for only having eight touchdowns over the last two years, sure. But like, on on two offenses where it's very much been apparent, Austin Ani throwing the ball a ton last year, and now Chandler Rogers throwing the ball a ton this year. It's like the offensive line and Iowa Day have just been incredibly consistent in terms of ripping off like seven, eight, nine yards to carry, and that's that's huge. So I do want to give him his credit. Um, I think he can come back another year. I'm not sure exactly. He's uh, only I played have... three years at North Texas, and if he's played one really, before it's that, only three years. Yeah, three years at North Texas, and then before that, it was probably a COVID year. So I'm assuming yeah, he's, he's a junior. He's, he's one more year. Yeah, so I'm assuming he has one more. That's crazy. Oscar, I'm assuming. Oscar is a... okay. Look, I think Oscar has one more. Here's why. They both have one more. <laughs> but Oscar's been at North Texas for five years. That's true. <laughs> But because he has the injury year and he has the COVID year. Yep. So the last two years he's been healthy uh, and played nine, 11 games. But before that it was uh, played in three games as a true freshman. So got registered there. Um, Or was that before the four game retro rule? I don't remember, but regardless, he didn't play in 2021 and 2020 was COVID year. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, if you get both of them back, it's going to be crazy. I mean, to, to your point about, uh, a day i mean in conference this year 
it's seven seven point one yards per carry. Oscar seven point six yards per carry. Like these running backs are insane. And then a day especially, like you said, he breaks off those long runs. Like the touchdowns, I don't think for him. I mean, sure he only is four, but he changes the game in so many ways. Getting long runs when you don't expect to get them. Yeah, no, he is. He's awesome. So shout out to Iowa Day um, and what he's been able to do here. Shout out to Oscar Attaway because, like you said, he's looked better as the season's gone on. So credit to him there. I, I just – I think this offense is – I also looked up um, – I also looked up on the – did I just delete it? Um, NCAA's page, uh, tackles for loss allowed. Yeah. UAB is second to last in the country in tackles for loss allowed. So they're not getting in the backfield on defense, and they're allowing people in the backfield on their offense. So this North Texas defense can be aggressive at times. Like Mason Richards had a good game last week, right? I yeah. think there are times where this defense can get aggressive and get home. So there, there's a lot on paper here that I'm looking at UAB and saying, I don't – the only thing I think UAB has in this matchup is the run game. Yeah, it's gonna I, have I don't run. even think that's better than North Texas. I just think it's no, 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 no. But yeah, but against North Texas defense, yeah, like you know, relative to who they're playing against. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the only advantage is if Jermaine Brown gets 200 yards on 20 carries, then it's like, all right, what are we doing here? Then, then you're in trouble, you're in another shootout. And I'm not, I don't think this defense is going to hold UAB down per se, but there's a lot of signs saying, hey. North Texas can win this game by two, two scores. And that would be that would be a, a big step in the right direction. I think that would be an awesome note to close this season on because I, outside of the first two games of the year, I think this season has been an overwhelming success. I completely agree. Now, I, mean, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that and then they lose the game. But <laughs> at this moment, 11 games in, this season's been an overwhelming success outside of the first two games. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think the biggest thing for me, especially, is seeing that Eric Morris actually makes a difference on offense. Like, we weren't sure, especially when Stone started the season, we weren't sure if this quarterback yeah. whisperer was actually a quarterback whisperer. And Chandler Rogers is if one of, if not the best group of five quarterback right now, statistically. Um, I mean, the offense is crazy. And not only that, we've seen improvement week by week. And, you know, there's a couple times where you're like, okay, well, this this sucks. Um, especially defensively, but I think that overall you you got to be ecstatic about where this program is moving forward. And conversely, you have UAB, whereas I don't think you, if you're a UAB fan, you're not really looking at this team with the same record as North Texas going, oh yeah, we're really excited about the future and have all these things on the up and up. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, pick them. Pick them. Sure. For all the marbles. Do you have a, did you did you want to do the debate topics afterwards? No, I, I think we can do it afterwards. I think okay. while we're while we're on UAB, we can. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Let's do it. There. You want me to go first? It's up to you, man. You I think. Let, let me let me know. do this. Let me let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. So, uh, I'm getting the score prediction first, though. Yeah, you can get the score prediction first. Um, I'm just gonna price this right to you, though. Just know that. Um, for everyone that doesn't know, uh, we're going to go bald. Whoever loses goes bald. I'm currently down four points, 28-24, and I have to have a 5-0 and week. Has never happened before. Probably will never happen, but we're going to give it our best shot. Um, so I'm going to open up my first my first um, pick them spread line thing with North Texas sacks over under three and a half. 
I was hoping you were gonna say four and a half. I was like, oh, I can. No, I'll there's no way I'd say four, four and a half. half. I'm taking it all day. Oh man, let's look up some numbers here. Let's look up some numbers. Oh, he's me now. Bruni's Bruni. There's a lot of the line for Bruni here. Sacks. Where's sacks? Here we go. UAB has allowed 30 sacks in 11 games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the under. Under three and a half. That could be it right there. It could that be it. We could, could just it. wrap it up right we there. We don't need it right there. Yeah. Listen, I gotta win on something crazy, right? Like it's not. This isn't gonna be some. Some. Sp- I gotta go crazy. I mean, that's just what has to happen. Um. All right, I'll go again. Um. Let's do UAB. Um. Trying to find out where there it is. Let's do UAB yards per carry. Uh, let's do over under. If they get sacks, they're gonna have lower yards per carry. Let's go. Yes, good point. It's a good point right there. Let's go. Colin's thinking. Colin is thinking. Uh, I, I need on. this, guys. I need Hold this. On. He's he's factoring in sacks into yards per rush. But Jacob Zeno runs. Does he? I mean, he got sacked three times against Temple, I believe, twice against Temple, and he still had twenty three rushing yards. Um. Yeah, he does I mean, run a little bit. You're right. Let's go five point over under five point three and a half, I guess. No, five point two and a half. Five point two. Oh, because we can't push. <laughs> yeah, we can't push. Five point two five. I mean, I guess technically they could get five point two five yards per carry. Yeah, but we don't we don't go to that decimal point. We round up or down. So No, but I'm saying they could in theory, Colin, five point two five is a legitimate decimal that they could oh, you're saying it. We'll yeah, round up thing. It only three. To... If it's five point two five, are we rounding up? That's I mean, question. that's that's the rule in math class that five mm. always rounds up and four always rounds down. So, mm, okay. I mean, it's ESPN says five points, five point one digits. So five point two five, over under. They had five point six against Temple. Five yards per carry. Yeah. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm in an interesting position here because I do agree with you. The sacks should bring it down it ruined me against one of our pickums because chandler rogers got sacked for like 12 yeah. yards and it took my now, life away i think i could play both sides here you could i took the under sacks so in theory i should be taking the over yards per carry because mm-hmm. i don't think the sacks mm-hmm. but if you play both sides then we just split something anyways and you you just win give me the under the under 5.25 on both sides of this thing one of them is going to hit both if they get 10 sacks and then call, then i'm gonna be right with the under here that's what i'm way i'm looking at this okay all right your turn and that was uab yards per carry yes okay calling give two north texas defensive props he's looking for some edge there um unfamiliar territory <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with an i'll go with the fun one again okay chandler rogers over under 299.5 yards 299 <laughs> Bruni just wants to use this one just because of last yeah, time. Yeah, just because I got burned on it last time. Go ahead, Colin. Where, what is he? Over what is he under get? 299. Oh man, this is tough. He ended with 294 last time. Oh, yeah. trust me, I know. I was I, I was there. I was there. Lord, that was painful. I could have it should be it over right now. That's what I shouldn't even no, be stressing. He hasn't, this. he hasn't hit 300 yards since Memphis. It's easy under then. I'm gonna go under. Okay. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for Chandler Rogers to throw for 400 yards. 
I mean, I hope he does. I mean, I, I've, I've accepted going bald, but I, if it would be so hilarious if I came back in one minute. Okay. Um, last one. I'll, I'll do another offensive one since you did defense. I almost did Jamoy Macklin passing touch, uh, receiving touchdowns again, but I'm not doing that. I will do Jamoy Macklin receiving yards. Actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That, that pairs up with Rodgers too easily. Okay. All right. Yeah, Jamoy Macklin receptions. Receptions? Yep. Oh, man. What a, what a thing we haven't done. Flat receptions. He has 40 on the year, 11. That's four and a half almost per game. I'll set it at four and a half. Jamar Macklin over under four and a half receptions. He hasn't had more than that since US UTSA. That's only three weeks ago. I understand it's only three weeks ago, Bruni, but we gotta we gotta really think this through. It went four three four two six six eight six five mm. two two. Mm. So started started with averaging like three and a half through the first four weeks. But putting up monster numbers. That's crazy. What a crazy stat line. Four receptions for 122 yards and two touchdowns. Dude's wow. God. <laughs> God. All right. Oh, Imagine if I Darius Porter was on this team. You put it at four and a half? Four and a half. Give me the under. Ooh, bold take. The, I, think we're throwing, I think we're throwing this thing around to other receivers. Okay. I mean, I, I, I have to. I have to do something crazy. I need to know what the odds are that you win this. Like, there has to be like, <laughs> yeah, where's the prop? One in a hundred. Like, there's no getting all four props right and the score right. Oh my god! Now, what could throw an interesting loop is if I got the score right exactly. Yes, and got that's, the two points, but still lost two. one of these. That is worth two for those yep. who don't know. It's never happened before. Again, a lot of things have never happened before. But yeah. Colin is banking on. I need something to catch happen. lightning in a bottle. Is what I need to do. He's gonna go buy a lottery ticket as well while he does this. All right. Okay. Uh, you wanted to score first, right? Yeah, I do. I want to score first. If you want I'm the information? Take... The spread is plus three for. Yeah. Or plus, yeah, you get it. It's three. Give me North Texas. I feel like I've said this score before. And I don't really like reusing scores, but it feels. Score Yeah, I should do some random stuff, right? I mean, you might you need really to do wanna, that. If you really want to choke away the game, you might need to do that. Yeah, I'll yeah. go conservative. You're right. You're right. Um, North Texas wins this game. Thirty-eight, thirty. God damn it! Had to pick my score that I wanted. All right. So are you picking? You can do one of two things here. I think. I think. I'm going to pick probably 38 points still for North Texas and Ooh. then pick a different score for UAB. Okay, so you're just – okay. I 38 was the number. I was like, this is the sweet spot. This is Well, it. Colin, you said you're going to have to go crazy. You could pick UAB to win. to try. To I actually – but the problem is I don't genuinely think that, and I would be having to root against North Texas and Chandler Rogers. Plus, I also picked things that help North Texas. Okay, so um, – I, I can't mix it up here. There's no more mixing I, it up. Okay. I have to win this. You okay? I'm trying to think of how it would go. We're Dude, gonna Matthew score. Man. Yeah, we're gonna score not a lot of points in the first half like we always do. Oh well, we didn't. We did get Tulsa though. So, I think it goes field goal, field goal. Oh my god! Touchdown, <laughs> halftime, 
touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. What is that? Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. So 21 plus 13, 34 points. Oh, it's got to be more than that. That's I don't just... know. You said 34, my guy. 34. Roll with it. All right, 34-27, North Texas. 34 to 27, North Texas. All right, you, we're going to get a push in this. I already know we are. So, wait, is that the same point spread? I did eight, you did seven. So, I guess we could take if it's a North Texas win by seven or less, you take if, it. Yeah, and then we'll just go because if it was the same, I'll, I'll change it. Do you want me to change it? Is it not good enough? Is it not no, far that's enough apart for you? No, okay, I just want to make sure. We'll I just figure it out. Sure. If you, I mean, look, you're not getting all four of the pick them right. Zero so. chance. <laughs> But if you do, if you do get all four of them right, there is a high chance, you know, we could push if UAB wins. That's a push. If we pushed, if we pushed the score, that means we'd be tied. Yes, I know, Colin. That's what I'm saying. Do we need a penalties uh, tiebreaker again? No. <laughs> I forgot we did that. <laughs> no, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, we have to. I guess we do have to. I guess we do have to. Yeah, okay. So in the event of a tie, last year, Bruni had to eat the hot chip off of penalties. Was it North Texas penalties or total game yeah. penalties? I think I don't think it was North Texas penalties or something like that. Um, all right, we'll do North Texas penalties. What over under? This has been a very low penalized team this year, so I almost want to set at a very low number. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. I got them. I don't yeah. know if you want them, but I got them. Okay, no, you don't have to read them to me. I'll just set a line right now. Actually, no, you. Okay, I'll set a line. I can set. I can. I can tell you what what it is if you want per game. Do you want to know it per game? It's it's low. It's probably four. It's four point like four. Yeah. Home game. In the last three though, it's six. It's been up, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. I'm I'm factoring. I'm factoring all this into it. I mean, we just gotta go over. I mean, really, if it gets to this point, we are in DefCon five right now. <laughs> yeah, you are freaking out. Over under penalties four and a half. Four and a half on North I mean, Texas. That, that's the line. That's the line. I'll let go. Uh, Take the over. Let me go under. It's a home game, right? Yep. Yeah, they have four at home. All right. All right. We'll see if Eric Morris comes through one time there. And that's <laughs> it. That's a very complicated and convoluted pick'em system that we just put in place. But here I'm we not are. even. Gonna, I'm not even going to put the penalties on the graphic. Just because it's it shouldn't get there. If it gets there, if it gets there, the listeners of this podcast will be like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 we're here." Yeah. Okay. All right, we got about 10, 12 minutes left. Uh, I have a question here that I want to debate. Uh, two questions, actually. First is something that's been on our mind, but we haven't talked about it for some reason. Is this the best quarterback season in North Texas history? I think I br- slightly brought it up in a you different did. way. But we didn't want to talk about it at that I time. I looked at the numbers. Yeah. If it, I'm going to, without looking at the numbers, I'm going to say yes. And I think that's because on top of what Chandler Rogers is doing this year in a harder conference and first year, whatever, 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 is when you watch him, it looks just a little different than what I've seen in the past. And I'm not trying to say Mason wasn't great and couldn't throw really good throws. I mean, we have the, the drive and all that. But some of these dimes that this dude's dropped and the way he sees the field, and then I, it's just... It's otherworldly. And then you add the rushing, add his legs in there. I mean, it's just, I mean, the 40-yard run, did he have a 75-yard run earlier in the year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. I think I think he is, 
another level. And that's not to say Mason wasn't good and isn't the best quarterback right now all time in North Texas history. I want to make sure that is clear. Uh, I think that Chandler Rogers this year has been phenomenal. Mason Fine, 2017 and 2018. Let me read the stats. 20, 2017, 289 yards, two um, 2.2 touchdowns per game. We have to do per game because they've played a different amount of games. Um, 2.2 touchdowns per game, 15 total interceptions, 7.9 yards per attempt, Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year. 2018, 291.8 yards per game, 2.1 touchdowns, 5 picks on the season, 8.1 yards per attempt, and Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year. Rodgers this year, 270.8 yards per game, 2.36 touchdowns, 8.1 yards per attempt, and only four touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. The numbers are comparable. Very comparable. Though. You add rushing, Rodgers edges a little bit. I think Rodgers only at like 200 yard rushing yards on the year, but Mason was at like 50 or 60. Well, for touchdowns, though. I think he has four. Rodgers does. Yeah. So and I don't, did Mason have Mason had two on one of the years. I don't yeah. know the other year. Rogers is more. I think Rogers is a better natural arm talent, mm-hmm. like naturally gifted quarterback, like a natural playmaker in that sense. Um, it's I, I I'm hesitant. I don't want to live like prisoner of the moment, but the arm talent is better. And the legs are better. And I think he has a worse receiving core than Mason had. Well, actually, I know he had a worse has a worse right. receiving core. Right. Um, those Mason Fine teams with Rico Bussey, Jalen Guyton, Michael Lawrence, Jalen Darden towards the end of his career. I mean, those are obviously elite receiving rooms. This one, as much as I love Rod Burns and Damon Ward and whatnot, uh, it's really just Jamori Macklin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's the key difference maker here. So I, I think I'm going to take Rodgers. But I think a separating factor that Mason has that we don't know about Rodgers to this point because he hasn't been in as many high leverage games or hasn't been in uh, you know, the drive type situations as much. Mason Fine, to me, as a competitor and as a leader on those teams was what made him special. And what like that type of aura that he had and that type of confidence that he had was kind of the difference in those 2017-2018 teams and where when he got the ball with a minute left on the 10, like you knew he was going to score. Right. Rodgers to this point hasn't quite done that. Now, again, it's a different supporting cast around him, you know, but we go back to uh, he did he did so against Memphis, you know, scored with 40 seconds left, should have won that game, um, was unable to do it against Tulane. Uh, you know, UTSA second half wasn't great, but I'm not going to pick him apart because Mason Fine – in those years wasn't perfect either. So I think it's an interesting argument. I'm interested to see what like people who listen to us think more than anything. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Like maybe I will post a poll on it. Yeah. But I think Rogers, I think the answer is yes to me. Rogers, this is the best quarterback season in North Texas history. If he goes and against UAB puts up another good game, like let's just say 303 touchdowns and no picks like that, that type of game, I think it's going away. I think it is Chandler Rogers. What's the what what weight do you put into the conference difference here? I mean, you're playing you're playing defenses that are better than most of the time what Mason ever saw. Like, for example, is that if, true? If, I mean, yeah. Like, okay, so like where okay. would you put 
you have Tulane now, right? Tulane was what the twenty third ranked okay. team yeah. in the nation. Yeah. If the bowl game against, I don't think any of those bowl games were against ranked opponents. Like Utah State. Utah State I know wasn't ranked. No, they weren't ranked. They were they were pretty good though. That year. they were really good offensively, but Utah State wasn't ranked. Um, and I guess some of this, I guess we could probably, I mean, there's a reason why Seth isn't coach anymore is, is making sure that it's, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't want to put too much. Well, yeah. There's another thing to factor in is, do you consider, well, do you consider the Morris factor? If Morris is as good as an offensive coach as we assume him to be, yeah, is that an advantage for Rogers as well? Which it is, but at the time Mason had Graham Harrell. That's true. Oh, and I guess Mason was injured against Utah state. So throw that out of the window. So 2018 um, season for North Texas because I think that's the Mason final year. Let's do the is that the Troy year when they played no, Troy in the bowl? No, 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 no. That was the Utah State year. Troy year was 2017. Okay, and he yeah, he was he, he was, threw like five picks that game. Yeah, he got destroyed often. Like the line, but the, the 2018 line season to me is the one because he only had five interceptions. Right, and they they didn't make the conference championship that year, but he was still really really good. And their losses that year were like by two on a blocked field goal to La Tech and uh, the UAB game where he had that fumble that was weird in the ODU collapse. So, like, they were really, really, really good that year. Um, yeah. I do – actually, now that you mention it, now that you bring it up, I will say this this year's schedule is significantly harder than the 2018 schedule. Yeah. And like so, looking, like, how much – so, like, how much do you put in that? Like, does this like, team yeah. – does this Chandler Rogers team lose against Old Dominion in Conference USA? No, the team, I don't know. If the, the team, the defense, I don't know. But – because this 2018 defense was pretty bad too, but um, I I get what you're at. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, look, like if you read off the schedule of this season, out SMU week one was a shell of it. So that SMU team was awful, and I, I'm not taking anything away from this team. This is a great run, but you know SMU wasn't great. Arkansas win was awesome. We love it, but 44 to 17 over Arkansas that speaks a lot about Arkansas. Uh, 47 to 7 against Liberty. Uh, that was not the Liberty team that is currently running through Conference USA. Uh, La Tech was probably the best team they played that year. Yeah. And they should have won, but they lost. Um, again, should have won. Uh, and then, you, I'm sorry, Utah State's definitely the best team. And they were ranked number 23 in the country. And they lost 52-13. to 13. So that kind of speaks to your point. Yeah, Mason was injured again. But, you know. I don't remember when he got injured in that game. I will say. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was early, wasn't it? I yeah. I, I, like I said, I don't remember. No, you're right. It was really early. He was eight of 12, 59 yards, and then Casey Martin came in and started bombing touchdowns. Shout out to Casey Martin, one touchdown. But <laughs> uh, I remember that throw. You remember that throw? Yeah. Dude bombed it like sixty yards. And then we all thought we were back. We're like Casey Martin time, baby. <laughs> um. Anyways, so I do think that's a fair point. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go Chandler Rogers. I think it's an interesting debate, and we'll post it on our board. But uh, yeah, Chandler Rogers or Mason Fine. Mason, you want to be clear I mean, though; it's not a who's the greatest quarterback. No, greatest Mason Fine is still the greatest. Rogers yeah. is gonna have to do this again and again. Um, I mean, Mason Fine has two Conference USA Offensive Players of the Year. It's like, yeah, and he kind of resurrected this program single handedly. Yeah, not single handedly. They had good players, but you get what I'm saying. Okay, that's my first one was fine or Rogers. The second one is an interesting question where I think you need the stats and I'll put the stats up, but where does Jamori Macklin season rank in terms of the last 
decade or not even decade last since the Latrell era since 2016 basically stats rank I'll send just, it to you just stats I will send it to you so we gotta really we're comparing this against Rico Jalen here I'll post Jaylen. I'll post it on our screen right here you can read it okay zoom in okay Whoa. so we got oh Whoa. okay we got it so we got Macklin, Bussy, Darden, Shorter, Darden. Okay. So I think you instantly throw out Darden 2018. I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to use the 2020, 2020 uh, or the 20, 20, this is 2019 Darden, I think, actually. Oh, I think you throw that out. Okay. Um, now these other ones are interesting. Um, did Jire play every game that year? Yes. Okay. He did play every game that year. Man, you really everyone I think forgets about Rico Bussy 2017. That was a really good season. Oh, I mean, you can't 2020 Darden's the best. Obviously. I mean, this is different. This is this is Blitnikoff finalist, Jalen Darden. Yeah, like, this is number like, one. That's other level, like catches the ball and it's it's this is, down. This is number one. Jalen Darden think, 2020 season is number one. I think in terms of what the team And this did was in nine game. games, let's remember. Nine games because COVID. Oh yeah. So that makes yeah. it even like if this That's, was a full 12, 13, 13 games at four games onto this, bro, he's probably at like 23. 24. No, bro. He was averaging two a game. So eight onto that 27 touchdowns on a hundred catches. Yeah. That's otherworldly. Like he's literally at 13 or 1400 yards. Dude, yeah. More than that. What's 13 times 132. I don't have my phone. 13, 13 times 132. Uh, it is. having trouble 1716 yeah dude this dude would have gone for a hundred one thousand seven hundred sixteen yards 27 touchdowns on probably like a hundred receptions yeah <laughs> on a, over a 13 game sample over a 13 game size that would have been Jalen darden's production yeah, that's ridiculous actually if, if it wasn't a COVID season clearly number one far and away number one these other ones get more interesting um that's really funny, actually. Um, I think shorter's gotta be we'll go we'll go opposite. I think shorter's gotta be four. Okay. Just because I feel like all of his touchdowns, I mean, you can see it with the yards per catch. I feel like it was I mean, great player, but he got touchdowns one way. He had twenty three catches on the year for eleven touchdowns. Yeah. So I mean that's how that's that's what he was. I think Macklin and, and Bussy are both more uh dynamic than that. Now here's where it gets interesting because that twenty seventeen year was the drive year. Yep. Macklin what? still has the game to go. Yes, that's why I did the yard. That's why I did per game stuff. But Macklin should yeah. end with more, or at least as many touchdowns. Yeah, we'll say touchdowns are the same, and then yards per game. I mean, it's it's going to be basically the same. I think I'm going to put Bussy first or above Macklin, just because that team did better than Macklin. Unless you don't want to grade it that way. It's interesting because I don't know. Jalen Guyton was on that team, right? Yeah, what's Rico by himself? <laughs> like Macklin is kind of by himself. Guyton right. was on on that team with Bussy. Uh, Michael Lawrence was on that team with Bussy. So from that perspective, I think Macklin maybe deserves a little bit more credit. Oh, more credit because he was the only, he's kind of the only one there, and he's oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. More explosive. That's a good point. That is a good point. 
new quarterback to new quarterback. Yeah, that was newish at the time, but yeah. Okay. Well, no, well I, 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 no, I like that argument. I like that argument. Okay. Let's go. Let's go, Macklin too. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll also ask this on Twitter, so we'll see. What, yeah. What y'all say? But Jalen Guyton had two really good years, but he he didn't quite reach this threshold that Bussy reached in 2017. Um, let me here. I'll even pull it up for y'all. Let's I think see. he got hurt one of the years, right? 2017, Jalen Guyton had 49 catches, 775 yards, nine touchdowns. Really good year. Yeah. But not not quite uh, at that level. And then Jalen Guyton, the following season. Also, did I write 2017, Bussy? This is actually 2018, Bussy. 18, Bussy. Um, Bussy this year, gosh, was... 1017 yards, 12 touchdowns, like as you can 68 catches. Um, yeah. and Guyton was 54 catches, 805 yards, six touchdowns. So very good year again. Uh, but yeah, then you had the emergence. Jalen Darden starting to emerge, um, 48 catches in 2018, so on and so forth. So all right. There's our rankings. There you go. That's an interesting one. That was the I, I do I like would... the trailer Rogers one though. I think we all need to keep an eye on on that. That's like for his career. Yes, for his career. Next year, we'll see. Like if next year, if this team, you know, wins nine games or eight games and he has an equally good statistic season, I mean, there's a conversation to be had. There's a, there definitely is a conversation to be had. And honestly, there's a conversation for him to get drafted if he has another season like this one. Like seriously, even though he's only, again, he's only six feet tall, but. We're having the same discussion that we had with Mason again. So, um, all right, that's it. That's all we have for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back um, after Saturday's game. Um, Colin, how how you feeling about Thanksgiving? You ready? You, is your body ready? What do you, What do you mean? I don't go crazy. I don't go crazy Thanksgiving like I do with other. Yeah, things. but I think Thanksgiving food is very very um, mediocre. Like I feel like every year we shouldn't have the same stuff. Like we should mix it up. Mm. Like only thing I eat is turkey and mac and cheese, really. Because you're a five year old. Well, that and I don't like stuffing because it sucks. Because you're a five. Cranberry sauce sucks. You're five years old. What do you like? What do you eat? Corn. Corn's good. I'll eat corn. Corn. Mashed potatoes. You don't eat mashed potatoes. Mm, depends on who makes the mashed potatoes. There's um, levels to this. Ham. Ham sucks. Oh, brother. My plate will typically include turkey, ham, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, uh, corn, maybe stuffing. Mm. I'm with you on the cranberry sauce. I can't really do that. Oh, also toast. Or not toast. Um, uh, Rolls. Rolls. I know you have those on your plate, too. I do so, have rolls on my plate. There you go. That's that's mine. Mm-hmm. That's my plate. Um, I got to get going. I got uh, work to be doing, but um, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, um, basketball doesn't really play anybody for a bit until Boise State, so we'll you know kind of keep it keep eyes on them. And yeah, have a nice Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with your family, and hope North Texas gets a win and we come on here happy on Saturday. So, Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. We will talk to y'all later.